You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. The proposed Gauteng Township Economy Bill is really threatening to cause an almighty ruckus in the province after the draft local legislation edged closer to becoming law. The potential set of regulations has been labelled as divisive and undemocratic by uh, critics, and that's as uh, the um, Kura administration seeks to enforce a long-standing promise. The bill was made open for public comments at the end of last month and uh, is uh, one of the key economic regulations uh, uh, underpinning uh, the Premier's promise of uh, reigniting the township economy. But uh, one of the key regulations mentioned in the proposal seeks to limit the amount of foreign nationals who can operate businesses within township communities. An odd thing to do at a time that we want foreign investment in the country and in the province. I'm joined now by Dr. Tommy Mazwai, former National Planning Commissioner and former advisor to the Minister of Small Business, and Abdikader Mohammed uh, of the Somali Association of South Africa. Dr. Mazwai, what do you make of this idea to reserve certain businesses for South Africans? It's logic. It's logical. It's not the first time that it has been tried. Uh, it is happening in numerous other environments, whether it's Ghana, Botswana, and also in East Africa. So there's nothing wrong with that. The government has a responsibility to look after its people. We have got unemployment at 10 million, or over 31%. We've got poverty. 40 million South Africans are living below the upper bread, the upper a poverty line, and which is 1,200 uh, 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 rand per person per month. And we've got high levels of inequality. And the people in the townships and the rural areas are living in abject poverty. Now, uh, how, now, why should the government not do anything for its people? Why must its people, why must people vote the government to power Typically, it's not going to look after them and make sure that they've got something to put on the table. Abdikader, um, you are a representative of the Somali Association of South Africa. The Somali traders have been very successful in setting up spaza shops and uh, township businesses across the country. How many people do you employ and what do you make of uh, a bill that will effectively seek to uh, kick you out? Thank you so much. Uh, first of all, I'll uh, start by saying the bill is uh, very discriminative in the first place. It's very selective and it's very xenophobic. I want to make that statement in the first place. The reason why I'm saying that is because these business activities that are reserved for all the Americans and permanent residents, uh, people who have permanent residence, uh, is excluding and is ignoring the constitution of South Africa in the first place. There are so many people who are refugees, recognized refugees in South Africa for so, so many years, for so many years, and they have the same rights as the citizens that are mentioned, except that they cannot vote. So excluding them from activities and business activities is against the law of South Africa. That is the first statement I want to make. The second statement I want to make also is that we need to remember that South Africa is not a country that puts refugees and asylum seekers in camps. It doesn't have a camping policy. It's a, it's a country that has got a very uh, democratic and liberal constitution. That constitution is a very beautiful and very liberal one, and it's a very uh, uh, encouraging one. 
But now the bill that comes from the Houting government is going against the constitution itself, mentioning uh, that Ghana has done it, other countries have done it, I think is a mistake because countries have different uh, dynamics and different uh, uh, challenges. The issue of unemployment is, is something that we also exist in South Africa. We know inequality exists in South Africa, but foreign nationals, special refugees and asylum seekers, do not get employment, and uh, especially from companies, uh, from government departments, because they are usually asked to get a green ID if they want to get a job. So those people who are self-employed, who are trying to make a living by themselves, who are not getting anything by government, and on the other hand now, uh, you know, being challenged by saying that they should not be uh, allowed to do a certain kind of uh, activity, business activity. So, to make it short, I think this is, uh, this is against the law, and uh, I think the housing government should go back and uh, think about it again. Dr. Mizwai, uh, it's hard to escape the conclusion that a bill that does discriminate uh, based on one's nationality won't fuel xenophobia, and we have had a huge problem with xenophobia in the past. Uh, I think that uh, there are certain issues that uh, we have got to uh, take into account. There are millions of illegal immigrants in this country. Millions of them. And these immigrants uh, are taking over some of the jobs of our people because when you're an employer, you want to hire the cheapest person. You're not going to hire a South African who belongs to a trade union and wants a specific wage. You are going to hire somebody who comes very cheap and you're going to take your chances. Those are the realities that we have in our... Those are the realities that we have. And secondly, to say that South Africa's constitution is the most liberal, therefore, it must tolerate the situation in which there are these high levels of poverty, unemployment, and inequality is downright unreasonable. The constitution and government have the responsibility to the people of South Africa. And those immigrants with proper papers and who have been registered will be given opportunities, as the Minister of Small Business has said in the past. She said it, she says, if I told you legally in the country, therefore, and you apply for a permit, you are going to be considered. But if you are not, forget about, uh, forget about it. So these are the basis on which, I mean, uh, uh, so these are the dynamics which are going to drive this. Now, why must when South Africans uh, call on government to do what they elected to do, all of a sudden be accused of fomenting xenophobia. Everybody hates xenophobia, but we are sitting on the tin on the tinder box. The country will explode, and our generosity won't take us anywhere. So we've got now to charity has got to begin at home, and this bill achieves just that. Abdikader, uh, do your members trade with business permits and the required visas? And, and then also, the, the key question for me is, how do we get South African spaza shop owners to be more entrepreneurial, to take a leaf out of the Somali book? 
first of all, uh, I, I want to mention that uh, when when uh, some people who are among the community in South Africa, especially religious and asylum seekers, are excluded from uh, doing a certain activities uh, on the basis that South Africans are losing businesses or South Africans are not getting employment or they are not able to do business. I think it's based on an assumption that foreign nationals are taking South African businesses. It's an assumption. It is not actually true. The reason because is that foreign nationals, are most of them, especially Somalis and other nationalities, are self-employed. So if you're self-employed, you're not taking anyone's job. You're employing yourself. On the other hand, economically, they are participating in the economy. It's only that uh, many times it's ignored that the economy is boosted by those small business uh, people who are in the country. On the other issue, uh, on the other side now, uh, claiming that uh, South Africa belongs to South Africans only is something that uh, really goes against the law itself. South Africans are citizens, yes. Authority will be given to them in many places, and it has been already been given to them already in many places. But people like refugees and asylum seekers are also people who are living in South Africa, and they need to live. They have the right to live. Even the Constitution gives them the right to live, and the right to live a, a decent life. Now, uh, saying that is the time now not to be given... Um, uh, you know, a hand to other people is a matter of saying that let's close our borders, take anyone else who is not a South African out of this country, and they mustn't come here. That is even basically also against the Africa 2063 agenda. It's against the Africa Free, uh, Africa free Trade uh, uh, um, Agreement. It's against the whole development of Africa. So for going back to where we came from, uh, like before appetite, I think before 1994 during appetite, other people were not allowed in South Africa. Even those who are refugees could not come here. Those who were arrested, uh, were discriminated against. Even South Africans were, 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 you know, discriminated against. So the same people fought against that cannot come forward and say, okay, now we want to discriminate against people who have even supported our, uh, our fight for freedom. Many African foreign nationals here basically have supported South Africa during appetite and have contributed to the freedom of South Africa. Now is the time to hold hands together and to work together. But it's not the time to go against each other, especially the most vulnerable who have ran away from wars, who have ran away from torture and persecution. We're going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, uh, this is certainly not the end of a very contentious piece of legislation. Abdikata Mohammed, Somali Association of South Africa, and Dr. Tommy Mazwai, a former National Planning Commissioner and former advisor to the Minister of Small Business.